0: Hey, mom friends, welcome to the Mom Mindset Podcast, where we talk all things mom life from A to Z. I'm your host, Rachel Benson. I'm a wife, a mom of six, a grandma of seven, a real estate agent, and a life coach for moms. I've been through every age and stage of motherhood, and I've never met one I didn't like. I've also never met one that didn't come with its share of personal growth and challenges. As moms, we set the mood and tone of the home. We're the emotional support and the cheerleaders for everyone in the house, not to mention the cook, chauffeur, and the housekeeper. There's a lot to know and do, and that's what I'm here to help with. Thanks for letting me into your home and into your heart. Let's talk about what's on your mom mind today. Hey, moms, welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. How's everything in your little corner of the world? My little corner of the world is still snowing a lot, which is so fun. But I went to another little corner of the world last weekend, which is to say, I went to Washington to visit my family. And of course, it's so beautiful there. But can I just tell you that the weather did not agree with me? Even though the temperature was exactly the same as here. I could not get warm for like the first 24 hours I was there. I was at one point sitting under two heavy blankets with my coat on in front of the fire trying to warm up. I guess just the humidity was so different. It affected me really differently. And what it really affects when I go there in winter is my sleep. I could sleep for like 12 hours a night. And have been known to do so. The first day I was there for not a very long trip, I slept for like three hours in the afternoon and I felt so bad. I was like, oh, I'm a stick in the mud. But I just could not help it. I just could not wake up. And (laughs) all of that is leading into what I'm going to talk to you about today. We're talking all things mom life like we always do, A to Z. Today we're going to talk about E for energy again. But last week, we talked about New Year's energy, which is that unique energy we get at the beginning of a year when we're invigorated thinking about all the possibilities of the new year. But today, I want to talk about everyday energy, because I know this is a hot-button issue for moms, and I want to give you some suggestions of how you can use your thoughts to create energy, also some practical tips that you can do to have more energy because don't all of us moms want a little more pep in our step, a little more energy for the things that we do every day to feel our best. I know that sleep is the most obvious form of energy, but I think you would also agree that once we become moms, sleep becomes a very unpredictable thing. Starting from when we have that newborn that we bring home from the hospital and we start having to wake up in the night, and I don't care how many babies you have, and repeat that experience, it can be so hard every time. Six babies, and I never got used to that, that newborn type of waking up. But it didn't end there, is what I found out after I had my first baby. It was like Oh, the baby's finally sleeping in longer stretches. Oh, guess what? The baby's getting a tooth. The baby's going through a growth spurt. The baby has an ear infection. Something would inevitably happen to keep changing their sleep schedule all through, you know, those first couple of years. And then I don't know about your kids, but our first three kids for sure were. I guess, scared at night. And there were a lot of nights that we would end up with all three of them in our bed, which really affected our sleep again. And then fast forward to having teenagers, if you're in that stage of life. I know some moms can't go to sleep until their teenagers come home and they're in their beds. I can fall asleep anytime, but If I wake up and realize they're not there and it's midnight or 1230, I will just wake up with a start and start texting them. They'll be like, I'll be home soon. I'm sure all you moms of teens know how this goes, or maybe you have strict curfews and they're out past curfew and then you're upset. It suffices to say that all through the lifespan of raising children and our own lifespan, such as me in my 50s with so many hormonal changes I've gone through the last few years, that has totally affected my sleep. So sometimes I feel like I haven't slept in a normal, like, go to sleep and sleep for eight hours pattern in the last 31 years. So I am so sorry if you are just starting out your motherhood journey, and I just totally bursted your bubble of thinking you would ever sleep again, like you did when you were in college or, you know, when your life was more your own. That hasn't been my experience. And I know that It varies wildly from some moms that are totally sleep-deprived to some that have babies that sleep like a dream, and they feel like they need to keep it to themselves because their other mom friends will be upset with them. But wherever you're at with that, what I want to talk to you about today, I hope will empower you to think about your energy in a different way and know that we can all have some control over that regardless of how our children are sleeping or how late our teens are keeping us up. Because we don't want to put our um, energy levels in the hands of our children who are kind of all over the place with how how the nights go with them. I want to share with you how I first came to realize that I was kind of creating, making the situation worse by like counting the number of hours of sleep lost when I first started having babies and nursing. In the beginning, I would be like, okay, let's see. There was like a three-hour block of time here. Then I was up for an hour. Then I got the baby back to sleep. There was another hour. Then like the baby was up for two hours and then back down for an hour, but then I had to get up with the other kids. And at some point I was like, okay, I cannot count the hours. That just makes it worse when I start, you know, thinking all that through and just thinking about it made me feel like I was tired, even if I didn't like take time to consider my energy levels. So if you find yourself in a similar situation, that's just one thing I would offer you is that it may not be helpful to consider the hours of lost sleep. And another thing that my husband and I agreed to um, in later years as We were putting a lot of kids to bed and isn't bedtime just like, it could be so exhausting in and of itself. It's like, it reminds me of if you have a couple of kids or even just one kid that's like, I need a drink. I need this. I need to go to the bathroom. They're running around. You're trying to get them to put their pajamas on. But however many kids you have, you might feel like the way I sometimes think of it as, that old whack-a-mole game that they used to have at Chuck E. Cheese or I don't know, they probably still have it at like nickel arcades and you pound down like a gopher that pops up out of a hole and you get one and you get a point and then another one pops up out of a hole and you're just like whacking all over the game. (laughs) Sometimes I feel like it's like that with kids, like, Oh, I got that under control. And now this one popped up. And so you know, bedtime can be like that. So Mark and I, my husband, we would go to bed and just be like, oh my goodness, I'm so tired. That took everything out of me. And we'd say this every night, like it was the same thing every night. And eventually, we were like, wait, when we say that, it doesn't give us any extra energy. We got to quit saying it, just quit speaking it. We both know we're tired, but we don't want to really like Speak to that and give that even more energy. So, we started really making an effort not to just always re emphasize how exhausted we were at night, which helped. It did kind of help. That's not to say that we shouldn't acknowledge, you know, the truth of what we're going through, but speaking words, speaking those sentences in our head does give them even more power to um, influence how we're feeling. So, if I could go back in time, I would I would keep that. I would not say to my husband every night, I'm so tired. But if I did, I would also take that opportunity to recognize, heck yeah, I'm tired. Do you know what I did today? And this is what I want to say to all you moms out there, like, bless your souls. And I mean, I'm still a mom of all my kids have, as of recently, they're all moved out. But I'm still super involved with them. You're always a mom. Once a mom, always a mom. But if you will take that opportunity when you're feeling tired, not to feel discouraged, but to consider like what you really did and accomplished that day, sometimes it might not seem like much. But taking care of little ones takes so much physical and mental energy I had a day a while back when I was watching, I think, three of my grandkids, maybe only two of them. And after I watched them, I went on like a three or four hour car ride out of town. And while I was in the car, my activity tracker said I'd accomplished my calorie goal. And I have a high calorie goal. It's like 600 calories. And I thought, "What? how did I do that? And I realized that I had been running around chasing those kids in the morning, not like I chase them, you know what I mean, just being busy with them, interacting with them, taking care of them. And I moved apparently over 600 calories worth. And so if you have a step counter, you know, on your watch, if you have an activity tracker, just look at that and see how many steps you got, even if you didn't do any other exercise and be like, yeah, it makes sense that I'm tired. I put in a good you know, a good long day today, and that's work and acknowledge. It's such a good opportunity to acknowledge our efforts at that point in the day. So give yourself some credit, give yourself some encouragement that alone can help boost your energy levels. So along those lines, I want to dig in a little deeper to how our thoughts can create or deplete our energy. Now, energy has a physical component that is just due to our general health and our how much sleep we did or didn't get what we've been eating, you know, our lifestyle factors. So there's that. But there's also a great deal of energy that we can gain or lose through how we're thinking about things. There are A lot of thoughts that we're thinking, and remember our thoughts create our feelings, so there are thoughts that we can think that will very quickly lead to overwhelm, frustration, and discouragement, and those kinds of emotions that just take a little hit to our energy. Even something as simple as, I have so much to do, or I'm so busy, like those kind of things that we all say all the time, can lead us to feel overwhelmed. And I don't know about you, but overwhelm is one of my most energy depleting emotions. When I feel overwhelmed, I almost just shut down. And even when I was in college, I remember sometimes having like a big, huge paper to do that I left a little too long. And I would just fall asleep and take a nap because of the overwhelm. So, Something like that, if we can just be like, wow, I just said that and rephrase it like even to something along the lines of, I'm going to tackle my to-do list today. I'm going to get this and this and this done. Or I'm going to do this with my kids. We're going to get out and go to the park or something like that can create a little extra energy and those little boosts to our energy can can really add up. So here I'd invite you to take an honest look at your days and ask yourself, where do I have energy in the day? And where do I feel the most exhausted? Is it bedtime? Is it nap time? I just want to lay down and take a nap with my kids. Is it first thing in the morning? Because it's just so hard to get up. And instead of generalizing, I'm just always tired, I don't have enough energy, really take a look at what drains your energy and what adds to it. And as you'll probably hear me say over and over again, I always recommend that you notice the negative thoughts. There are some negative and limiting thoughts in every situation where we are not feeling as energetic as we want to be, there's probably a few repeated thoughts, like my husband and I, at bedtime every night in the past. It was like, oh, I'm so tired. And there's part giving ourselves credit and acknowledging what we did, and part asking ourselves if that's the way we want to continue feeling and recognizing where we can gain some leverage over that so that we can channel more positive energy, more physical energy and more mental energy. I think that you'll find this to be a really good exercise and that if you can start to look again at your days as a whole and ask yourself, where is my energy enough and where is it lacking? And then consider how maybe do I just really honestly need an extra hour of sleep and try to get that in during the day um, instead of always... Fighting for it at night, which I think is what most of us do, that can be super helpful. We all sort of generalize when there's something wrong. Like I'm always anxious, I'm always tired, I'm always this way. But if we take a good look at it, it's you know frustration, anger, overwhelm, discouragement. Those um, those kinds of emotions come and go throughout the day, and they're interspersed with. With better ones and more energetic ones. I'm going to leave that for a minute. I want to kind of change gears here and talk more about mental energy and the energy that we bring to the different aspects of our lives. Because this is something a lot of us don't think about, but it can be really common to go throughout our day and just kind of go with the flow, whatever we've got going on, whatever's going on with the kids. If we're at work, if we're driving the carpool, we just kind of have kind of a constant energy that is almost just like in reaction to what's going on or just matches our natural energy levels. But I want to invite you to consider how you can actually bring purposeful energy into some of the things that you've got going on. Sometimes when my kids have somewhere to go, they're like, I don't know who's going. I don't know if it will be fun, like to a social activity. And I'll say, but you bring the fun. So you know it can be fun. We can all, um, going into social events, for example, we can always know that we'll have fun. Because we can bring that fun energy. And even something I try to do is think ahead to who will be there. What can I talk to them about? How can I engage them and make it fun for them? We can all bring the fun, the friendliness. We have a saying in our house that when the kids say something's going to be awkward, I'll say, oh, do you mean it's going to be awesome? So we'll say, I'll always tease them like, no, don't you mean awesome? If they say I'm awkward, I say, don't you mean awesome? (laughs) So we we love that saying. And it lightens the mood, you know, when you're going into something thinking, this can be awkward or it can be awesome. It all comes down to the energy that we're projecting. I have a neighbor who I hope she won't mind me sharing this. She moved in just a year or year and a half ago. And by the time we had the first neighborhood gathering, she knew everyone. I swear she knew more people than I did after about a month of living here. And she just talks to everyone. I mean, she's an amazing people person, and we're not all like that. But it was an amazing example to me of how to adjust to maybe being in a new neighborhood or social situation and just taking responsibility for the experience that we want to have and not waiting for the neighbors to come and introduce themselves but being the one that goes out and and introduces ourselves to the neighbors. She was telling me the other day, "Oh, we're really good friends with so and so who lives down the street and I was saying, I don't even know who that is. And she said, we get together and play cards all the time. And I was asking, what house do they live in? How do you even know them? And she'll just talk to anyone she sees when she's out and about. And that's what I'm talking about. We can be so much more intentional about the energy that we that we bring to our lives and the experience that we're having. I'll just give one quick example, and then I want to give you a few tips for creating A little more physical energy along with your mental energy. We bring a certain energy into a room, into a space with us. Last weekend I was going with my family to, I think it was called a pub or a saloon. And I don't drink. So I've really never been in bars or anything like that. It's probably the first time I'd been in a place, which I know that sounds so funny to so many people, but I was a little apprehensive going into it. And I'm the only one that's affected by the energy that I am carrying in here. (laughs) just like, I'm just going to relax and have fun and enjoy the band that we came to hear. Just kind of people watch and all that. And people were enjoying themselves. They were dancing. I mean, I don't know if in other situations, maybe people are drinking really heavy. I didn't experience anything like that. And even if I did, it's totally fine. It doesn't affect me. I was able to relax and enjoy myself. And so I think it's so helpful to know that we, we can put ourselves at ease in any social situation and then help others feel more at ease as well. If we're feeling insecure in a situation or apprehensive, like I was just talking about, we, we sort of project this apprehensive energy, and we can totally change that, and it's so empowering to know that. So I'm just going to leave you with those things to think about, like consider your energy levels, consider what gives you energy, what depletes it, how do you want to maybe change things up so that you can experience more of the energy you want. I'll come back to sleep for just a minute. Because there's an example I want to share about how differently we could think about something like bedtime. There used to be a bunch of shows on probably like the Discovery Channel that were about families of multiples. There was one my kids used to like to watch called Kate Plus Eight or something like that. Some of you, I'm sure, maybe saw that. But So the woman had eight children, and they I don't think they were very old. But I don't think it was that show, but something similar I was watching— And the mom had, I believe it was five children, quintuplets. And she said, I just love bedtime. It's just the sweetest time of the day. And I about died when I heard her say that. I was like, how can she say that? Like Bedtime is the most stressful time of the day when you're tired and the kids are tired and Sometimes kids get hyper when they're tired, and I thought that was so interesting that she had a totally different perspective, even though her situation was probably far more challenging than the average person. And so I I took that, and I was like, wow, how could I think about bedtime differently? So I'd invite you to just think about that. And I mean, she's better than most of us, for sure. But that just shows you how a different thought and a different perspective can can turn around a whole situation, so that's just something to think about. If uh, you're like I was, and bedtime is challenging, or maybe it's a different time of day. Maybe it's the hours between, and the kids get up from naps, and and you know dinner time, that time of day, or maybe it's waking up in the morning. But whatever time it is, just consider maybe that there's a different perspective that you could apply to that time of day and maybe get some added energy. So on that note, I want to just leave you with three tips that I bet you haven't heard before that could help you get more natural energy. These are just really simple things that you can do. But they're things a lot of us don't think about. So my number one is always just gonna be think energetic thoughts. There are thoughts like I talked about earlier, that Immediately deplete energy. Um, if if it's causing if your thoughts are causing anger or frustration or overwhelm for you, those are the thoughts you want to look at and be like, okay, how can I look at this in a way that makes it more fun, more easy, simpler, that kind of thing, and more enjoyable, even if it's bedtime, can you take a different little different approach and change things up, something like that? Uh, My second one, along the lines of overwhelm, is to ask yourself if there are things that you can say no to that are causing you overwhelm in this season of your life. The Bible says to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. And when we are busy moms in various stages of motherhood, we maybe don't have time to be the PTA president or to volunteer for every opportunity that comes along that someone else wants us to do and I know it's so easy for all of us to want to people please to not want anyone to be mad at us that kind of thing and we just need to know that we can't do everything at once and there will be a time and a season for anything that's important for us and our own personal life's work I promise there will be time for everything so my last tip for you today is to, when you go to bed, set the intention to sleep well and peacefully and wake up with enough energy, regardless of how much sleep you get, regardless of what happens with the kids, or in my case, the the hormones and the night waking. You know, this might seem kind of like it wouldn't help or wouldn't work, but honestly, Think about the difference between that and going to bed like, oh, my gosh, I'm so stressed out. I'm so overwhelmed. I have so much to do tomorrow. I have so much on my mind. Like, that's not going to create a good night's sleep. That is going to probably cause, if you're like me, maybe you have recurring dreams when you're stressed out. I have some of those that I'm going to like, oh, that's coming from a lot of excess stress. I actually have dreams about snakes and water And sometimes roller coasters and crazy elevators when I have too much going on. So (laughs) there's a little funny thing about me. But really, anytime we can set an intention, and it may take time to sink in, but I just say try this. Try a different thought when you go to bed and tell yourself it's going to be enough sleep, that you were built for this, that you can handle whatever comes, and that you will get enough sleep. And the one last thought I want to leave with you is that when you as the mom work on your mood and your energy levels and the energy that you bring into life, it is going to have a positive effect on your whole family without you having to say a word to them about their mood and their energy level and if they're tired or, or whatever they've got going on. So I hope that these suggestions will be helpful and easy for you to implement And I really appreciate you being here and listening to the podcast. If you have liked what I've shared, please consider subscribing to the podcast and rating and reviewing it so other listeners can find it as well. And you can also go to my website, mom-mindset.com and sign up for emails so that you will get updates on what I'm sharing on the podcast, as well as any new posts to my blog. You can even go there and comment on the podcasts and things that you liked or things that you learned and things that you'd like me to talk about in the future. Thanks so much for being here. I will talk to you next week. Hey, Mama. If you enjoyed the ideas I share on my podcast, but you want some help applying them to your personal situation, I want to invite you to learn more about my coaching program where I talk to moms on a personal basis through one on one coaching and group calls. We can talk about anything from the personal challenges that you're experiencing in marriage or motherhood to the goals and dreams that you have for yourself. To find out more and download a free copy of my ebook Mom Mindset A to Z visit mom-mindset.com. I'd love to see you there.